the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. This is Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope your day is going well and that this is going to help you start your week out well. So we've been talking about finances all this month, and we talked about um, you are not a number and that whatever's in your bank does not determine your value. We talked about money shame and what that does to us when we feel like, you know, we're embarrassed about how we manage our money or whatever that is. And, and so today I want to talk about the shared financial value system. And this is what we do with couples. And whether you're married or partnered or whatever that may be, that we have to understand what a value system is. And that we have to have a shared financial value system in order for there to be healthy intimacy and success in our relationship. So without a shared value system, your intimacy and enjoyment of each other is going to suffer greatly. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of things to disagree about. However, the ability to commit and agree when it comes to finances will eliminate so much fighting, eliminate arguing, feeling devalued, resentments, you know, lack of trust, all these things that occur. And so when we have premarital and marital counseling, it's steeped in this necessity. And that's that we ask ourselves, do I have a core value system? Do we share as a couple a value system? Do we have contradictory value systems? So what, what really is value? What, what is a value system? And so when we're discovering what your core values are, 
what happens is you also will increase your confidence and make it easier to make decisions because you've identified whether or not the decision aligns with your values. And so this can be things like you probably know people that say, you know, I won't buy from that pro- I won't buy that product even though I love that product because I know about the company and I don't like their value system. So this is why it's important because knowing your values can also help in choosing a career, knowing whether or not to change careers, and discovering values, what what really are your values does take some time and some, you know, self-reflection. So I want you to think about what are values? Because hopefully this is going to help you discover some steps in managing and taking care of your own value system. So what are values? Well, a basic de- definition of values is that there are a set of beliefs or opinions that influence how you live your life. And they're ideas that are important to you. Per- they personally characterize who you are as an individual. And values play an important role in shaping how you respond to situations and how you set goals. And so I love this. Um, I got some of this information from a place. It's um, www.indeed.com. And it's career advice, career development, but it's about discovering core values. And so I thought the article was really helpful in the way that they broke things down. So when we think about what's an example of some core values? Well, everybody's set of core values is usually unique, and it's influenced a lot of times by their life experience, as well as the way that you were raised. And so in my office, many times I have to question people's values. And I say to them, you know, that value does not seem to line up with your lifestyle, doesn't seem to reflect who you are. Where did you get that value? Why, why are you valuing that? And many times they'll say, well, that's what my mom and dad drilled into us every day. And so I'll say to them, well, is that a value that you want to carry on that you, that you got from your family? Or is it one that doesn't fit in your life now or in the current uh, arena that we live in. So it's important to figure out where do my values come from and do they actually fit me and the lifestyle that I'm trying to attain? So it can be really helpful to review what maybe are some core uh, values and and what what we see when we look at those. So I'm I'm not going to read all of them because there's about 60, okay? So I'm going to do kind of what are the majors. So maybe one of your core values is achievement or ambition. Well, if you have a spouse or a partner that doesn't share that same value, you're going to feel very alone in your endeavors. What if your one of your care your your core values is charity? Well, you're going to have to find friends and a spouse that that supports you in that. They may not want to do it with you, but they may really, really admire the effort you do. How about creativity or dependability? How about empathy? Maybe one of your core values is being empathetic. Maybe it's ethics, you know? Maybe it's really important that you have a very strong ethical bone in your body and that it bothers you when you see people that are kind of lazy when it comes to ethics. Maybe one of your values is generosity. Humor, that's one of mine. You know, I love, I love to tell jokes. I love to laugh. It's one of my most favorite things to do. 
So what about what if one of your core values is kindness or knowledge? The pursuit of knowledge. Well, we have to make sure that all of the values that we are are picking and wanting to work on also don't impede or disrupt the relationships that we value. Because the majority of us, whether we like it or not, are value relationship very much. It hurts us when they're not working. Humans are very relational creatures. So maybe it's loyalty. Do you know someone that values loyalty to a point that you're afraid that you're going to, you know, do something and they're going to perceive it as disloyal? So loyalty is a big one, and I think it's a really important one. But we don't want to be loyal to things that are dangerous, unethical, illegal, immoral. So what if it's about making a difference? Well, that's a huge, huge value to me. I spend my whole entire career making a difference in people's lives and helping them to make a difference in their own and changing the world that they live in. So certainly one of my core values is passion. Well, what if yours is perfection? I have to tell you, I had many, many, many years of struggling with perfectionism, but God kind of took me to task finally. He was very kind, but he said to me he was kind of sick of it. He said, Cynthia, you've never seen what perfect is. You're aspiring to something you don't even know if you'll ever reach, and if you've reached it, you won't even know you did. I'm the only one that's perfect. You're not. So why don't you change the word perfection to excellence? And that helped me tremendously because now I'm allowed to fail. Now I'm allowed to miss the mark a little bit, but I still did it excellently. I did some really excellent work. Not perfect, but it was excellent. How about performance or personal development? What if popularity is a value to you? That's, that's kind of a dangerous one to put as a value. How about recognition, relationships? Well, I think relationships should be everyone's, maybe one of everyone's major values. Because humans are very important, and we depend on them, and we need one another. So having really healthy relationships is one of the reasons I do this show. How about self-control? Oh my gosh, that's a tough one, right? What about thankfulness? I think we should have that as a huge value. I think thankfulness is a huge, huge way to change the world and change our lives. And that we should all value thankfulness. So let's think about these things. How do you determine your values? Because there's, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of ones that we could pick. So what I want you to think about doing, I want you to think about first, write down your values. You don't have to judge them at that moment. I just want you to think about, well, what if one of my values is losing weight? Okay. What if it's having a clean house? I'll tell you one of the values that, that a core value for me that I am always working on, that is being on time. <laughs> because... And mainly because, you know, it just makes my life easier. My life isn't as complicated and messy if I'm, you know, on time. But I also value being on time more because I know it's important to other people. And I care about how they're affected. And I want them to feel respected. And so I know that being on time 
is a great way to respect others. So I, I, I considered that when I'm choosing values. So the value of being on time isn't really because I like the feeling, but it's a value to me because of how much I love humans. So wh- why don't you think about this? Consider your experiences. What, what have you experienced in your life that caused you to think, wow, I want to aspire to that? Or, you know, I, I love that. I I love that cause. I love that idea. So I want you to consider what you've experienced in your life. And that will help in many ways to, to really determine what is a core value for you. And then I want you to choose the top ones. I don't want you to have more than 10 because that makes it very complicated and very difficult. So I want you to really pick like, you know, maybe six to eight core values that you are going to stick with, that you are going to do even if people don't like it, even if people criticize it, even if it takes time, even if it takes money. You need to have that kind of manifesto that defines you and guides you through your daily life. So join me again as we talk about more about shared financial value systems. Well, thank you for joining me today. You are listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. I really appreciate you spending your time with me and really being compelled to learn and to become the best version of you, the one that no one can replicate and no one can hijack. And so this is important, this particular topic. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that we've been doing little short versions of this and and the one that we're working on today is the healthy intimacy and relationship success and that if we want that we have to have a shared financial value system now as we get farther into the show you will find that having a shared financial system might actually be something like this my husband does his money i do mine the only time we share is if someone's low and they need something or Maybe we want to uh, buy something and we have to combine our money. I know so many couples that have that as a, as a financial value system. <clears throat> and usually those are people that have married later in life. And so what we want to think about is it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else but you. So without a shared value system, your intimacy and enjoyment of each other is, is going to really suffer. Because you're going to constantly feel like you're getting a whiplash, that somebody's, you know, how about when you're riding in a car and they've got one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. And so it's a lot of effort if you do not have a shared value system. Anyone that does premarital counseling, anyone that has studied couples understands that the way to make sure a relationship works is we have to have similar values. Certainly a similar moral code but absolutely similar value system. So I want you to ask yourself, do I have a core value system? And if I am married or, or partnering with someone, do we have a shared value system? When it comes to money, when it comes to time, 
finances, whatever that may be. So when you, when you identify your values, what you're going to find is that it helps you find your purpose. See, knowing your values helps you figure out what you really want out of life. It's a guiding, a, a way of guiding your own behavior. <clears throat> Excuse me. It helps you to kind of be- behave in a way that matches who you want to be or how you want to be seen. And so value systems give us purpose, help us to really maintain ourselves, be on top of ourselves, you know, certainly guide us behaviorally. It also helps us make decisions. See, when you're facing a really big decision, you can ask yourself, I don't know what someone else values or the things that that maybe they would choose. And you can say, okay, I like how they do that because they got to a good end. They figured out, you know, whatever it was that they were trying to figure out and make a decision about, they got there. And one of the ways they did that might be, wow, they understood what they valued and that helped them to choose. So it also helps us when we have to choose a career. Because many of us might choose a career that may not be part of um, maybe one of our talents, but maybe it's something that's it's a heart issue. It's what I really believe in. It's what I have passion for. And so we don't always have to have a talent and have that be our value system. We can make sure that the value system defines what we are focusing on and what we value. It also increases your confidence because when you identify your values, it brings you kind of a sense of safety and stability because you know what you want and you know what's important to you. It's kind of like driving on a highway or driving down the street and understanding the stoplights and the signs versus driving in a field. See, it helps me to really you know, customize my life. It helps me to have much more fulfillment. And I also get more confidence. When I know better who I am and I'm willing to commit to me, I'm always going to have more confidence. So I'm going to read like about 17 really common values. And each of these may not fit you. Some of them will. Some of them will surprise you. The first one usually that we would consider a value is integrity. And that's a tough one. It's a really, really honorable one. Because integrity encases ethics and honesty. And I I don't know about you, but when I meet someone that is an ethical person and is also honest, I can relax. If I know that that's one of the core values they have is to have integrity then I don't have to do more thinking than maybe I might have to do with someone that I'm not sure I trust. What about respect? Well, respect is a lot about trust and a lot about dignity. So when people respect me, that usually means that they trust me and that they feel like they have dignity when they're with me. How about, how about the quality of excellence? <clears throat> well, this is about performance, and it's about an outcome. So excellence, when I am striving for excellence, like we said earlier in the show, it's different than perfection. It's about giving all I can 
to make it a quality experience, a quality purchase, a quality um, maybe something I've created. And so that has so much to do with performance and, and having to do with how I guide myself through the day, through my life. Am I committed to being giving quality to people? I want them to have quality time. I want them to think that if they come to my office and they're paying for that time, that, it's, that there's quality there. So how about this? How about responsibility? You know, that's a, kind of a tough word sometimes. But how many of you, if you know someone that's responsible, really enjoy that person? Now, you may not even have the same taste in things, but it's wonderful to be around people that are responsible for themselves. They manage how they use words. They are polite. They are (laughs) certainly someone we can count on. They are true to their commitments. So responsibility is a wonderful quality. How about innovation? How many people do you know that are super creative and really ingenious? Well, we love people like that. They, They come up with really amazing ideas. But we also want people that are really committed to innovation to maybe be responsible as well. We also maybe want them to have integrity. Teamwork. That's about collaboration and cooperation. And that's a value. How about innovation or achievement? How about fairness? I like it when people are fair. They may not always be able to be fair because some things just don't line up. But to be treated fairly, that's a very, very wonderful feeling. And it gives us a feeling of worth and value. How about safety? How many of us really value safety? I want you to really be thinking of these things. And I want you to determine for yourself... What really do I value? What do I want to be known for? What do I not want to be known for? And how I can correct something has also a lot to do with great value. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about a shared personal value system. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And my name is spelled just the way it sounds, C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. We have lots of things there for you. My assistants have also created study guides and newsletters and all kinds of things that can help you throughout your week to really be the best version of you. So in this segment, let's talk a little bit about what would be core values for a lasting relationship. And the reason that this is imperative is because finances oftentimes really separate people. I've had couples before that, that divorced simply because of finances. They sometimes get married again to each other when they recognize that, hey, Maybe we just need to do some work on our value system and see how much closer we can get to accepting each other's value system without going against our own. 
And so that means that we're going to decrease the amount of judgment. So let's think about this. Core values for relationships. Well, <clears throat> building a successful relationship really takes some dedication because they're worth it. They're valuable. Relationships are valuable. And anything of great value requires time and effort. So there's lots of untold life situations that can spring up and test the strength and the, you know, the unity of our partnership. And so when we have compatible core values, we will have the necessary strength and camaraderie, really, to be able to navigate through those stumbling blocks together. And I got some of this information from a great um, author. Her name is Rosanna Snee, and she, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And she really talks about understanding, and she has kind of really nailed this when it comes to the top 10 core values for lasting relationships. And it, it also helps for, for any relationship, actually. Depending on the level of intimacy, we have to practice these, these more. The, the more intimacy we want, the more committed we have to be to these values. So trust is a big one, and I'm sure that you know that. But that's a value that kind of stands above all others. And it has to be the foundation of your relationship. See, without trust, you basically have nothing. You have an acquaintance. Or you have somebody you know really, really well, but don't really know their heart. You know what you perceive about them. You know what you've judged about them. But you may not really know them. So trust is an integral part to happy and fulfilling relationships. And this is both professionally and personally. So this requires time to build a successful, meaningful partnership where there is actually trust. And trust takes time. Because we have to have time show us that the person is trustworthy. So you and your partner need to trust each other with all you have. And you need to feel confident that they've got your back and that you'll have theirs. And if there are children involved, that we share the same desire for the welfare of them. And that that comes above all else. So trusting that each of you will always do the best for the, the good of the relationship. If you truly trust your partner and they you, then really this is, this is a hurdle that is worth conquering. So when we're working on the issue of trust... <clears throat> Excuse me, I am really having allergies, I guess, today. One of the things that really supports trust is loyalty. Loyalty is like the platform for trust. And this is extremely important and goes hand in hand with trust because being loyal and having a loyal partner assures that you both are on the same team and that, you know, you really do have their back, that you're not expecting them to be perfect, but you're on their side even if they do something really stupid. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that I have great friends, family, and a great husband that, you know, really still loves me if I mess up. And one of the reasons that we can still maintain trust even if I mess up is because I fix it. And I take it seriously, and I don't make excuses. So loyalty is a really important value to insert into your relationship if you want it to last, and if you want there to be safety, and if you want there to be true intimacy. 
Because intimacy is very scary if we don't have trust and loyalty. If we don't feel like we're going to be accepted and that we have to perform in order to be valued, we're going to have a hard time telling people our innermost thoughts, feelings, needs, fears, worries, mistakes, because they won't feel safe. So loyalty is a big one. And this is what I want you to be thinking about. How loyal am I to myself? How loyal am I am am I to my friends, my family, my children, my company? Join me again in this last segment as we talk more about these qualities that really help with intimacy and safety. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. If you're just tuning in, you can go to your favorite podcast server, and the show is going to be on that. Just look up CynthiaHyatt.com, and you will find all of those different podcasts that we've done over all the years. So thank you for joining me today, and we are talking about a shared financial value system. So we've been taking a long time in this particular show to talk about what actually is a value system. And so we left off in this last segment talking about values that have to do with relationships and how we can help our relationships last. And so one of those values that we just left off with was loyalty. And so that leads us kind of to this one that's, that we consider religion. And you have to understand that I'm not saying a religion that is necessarily an established religion. But we have a lot of things we do religiously. And so when we look at it as an issue of faith, then this core value is paramount, especially if you're going to raise children together. Because religion has a really strong place in people's lives. And I'm not saying that religion is always right. But it's similar to the law. It's similar to, hey, if I go past the speed limit, I'm probably going to get a ticket. My life won't go well. So we have a community of people that have all agreed for the most part that these are the laws and this is how we'll follow them and that there's a consequence if you don't. So there, that's a part of what religion gives for us. Now, that's not the whole part of religion and it never should be, but it does give us some rules and some constructs to live by. And so despite possible difficulties, a lot of times partners that have the same faith really can get some great support. But you might have a partner that has a different faith, and it still can, can work. Because, see, religious differences don't always spell doom for relationships. They can lead to arguments and tensions. But many times it helps couples address the role of faith and how it plays out in their family life. And it's not necessarily about the right or wrong of a religion, but it's about how it affects you. Does it cause you to be a healthier person, a better person, a more honest person, a more loving person, a more generous person? Because religion is really supposed to do that. And so it may not have to end the relationship, but I do want you to consider the effects it might have on your, on your kids. And that that's a tough one for kiddos to be at an early age being offered the choice of a religion to follow because they probably will not follow any. And that's where we have to be kind of careful 
about what one are we going to focus on and how are we going to maybe morph it to fit as best as we can and still be respectful of it. As a therapist, um, I, I'm also a pastor, so I, I do many times um, warn people about having a different faith, that it really brings more problems sometimes than it helps. Now, if you have, have, if you're Protestant and your spouse is Catholic, that may not be that great of a divergence. But if you have someone that is a completely um, non-believer, <clears throat> one that says, you know, I don't, I don't believe there is a supernatural God. I don't believe there is, you know, that, that I think it's just us. That's going to be tough for someone that puts a lot of faith in God. That's going to be hard for them. It's going to feel lonely. Doesn't mean it can't work, but you kind of have to just recognize that this is going to take a lot of um, flexibility. So family is another really big one. Now, your dream growing up may have been to get married and have children and an extended family. And maybe it's always been a core value for you. But what happens if you, you know, fall in love with someone that really doesn't want children? That's a big one. See, in some of these, you may need to see a therapist to say, you know, we have very di- a very divergent value system. Even though I love this person, I want to be with them. We may not have enough areas in our life that match. And so this is really important when you are deciding to combine your life with someone. It doesn't mean that the person is of lesser value or is not a good person. It means that if we don't share enough points that match, we're going to feel alone in our own marriage. So we have communication as well, honesty. Certainly we have fidelity. And then we also want to look at self-improvement. And so these are things that, that when we are looking at having a healthy partnership, these qualities, these values are the constructs that support that relationship and helps us to stay together and helps us to be able to mend when we feel torn apart. So when we talk about communication, one of the biggest things that cu- bring couples uh, to my office is what they think. It's they, what they think is communication. Now, maybe it is, but maybe a lot of the way that they're communicating is based on how they, what they learned in their family. Maybe they're not understanding physically how they're communicating. Maybe their facial expressions or the tone of their voice or how fast they're talking. So living together is a, is, can only really work if there's an effective back and forth ability to share information. So communicating with each other brings you closer. It allows you to get to know each other more deeply. And it can, you know, you can also know that, wow, I might be able to put words to my feelings and be better supported or better understood. But if you're kind of the type of person who likes to process situations before talking about it, and your partner wants to talk about it immediately, this is something that you recognize is, wow, this is maybe the way that God made me. And anyone that knows me knows that 
I'm very, very verbal, <clears throat> but not unless I've been able to think about it. So I always have to think about things before I talk about it. Whereas I have some extroverted friends that I don't always, you know, I take what they say with a grain of salt because I think they might be processing out loud. Because most extroverts have to talk out loud to know what they're thinking. How about this next one when it comes to a shared value system? We have lifestyle. And this can be a tough one for many couples. They may have a very different way of recreating. Some people might want to just lounge around on the weekend. Maybe their spouse wants to go take on the mountain or go, you know, camping for an entire weekend. And so this is where when you are thinking about these things, you want to make sure, hey, is this a value to this person? And maybe it's not a value to me. But if I'm going to have good intimacy, I don't want to devalue what they like just simply because it doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't make it less than. It makes it different. But again, we have to be careful if we have too many differences. So without honesty, that's a big one. There can be no foundation for a lasting or enjoyable relationship in any context. And even if I love this person very much, if I can't be honest with them, then I'm lying to myself and I'm lying to them. And so the value of honesty is, is priceless. And if you and your, your partner can be honest with one another, then <clears throat> you're going to be able to overcome many, many impediments that will come during your life. If you can't be honest with one another, you need to ask yourself, Am I the one that struggles with honesty? I'm afraid. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to tell the truth. I'm afraid I'll get in trouble. I'm afraid that <clears throat> it won't be accepted, whatever it may be. Or is it that I want to be honest, but I'm going to be judged, and I don't want to be judged? And so we have to be very clear about the power of honesty and the need for it if we want our relationship to actually work. And then we have self-discipline. Now, self-discipline is a really, really important concept for any type of relationship. And this is where we can really depend on that person. We know that they say what they mean and they mean what they say. And that they don't have to have some kind of pseudo-parent forcing them to do the right things. That takes so much energy. If you have a spouse that's acting like a teenager... And you have to be constantly telling them what to do and writing lists and even almost feeling like you have to consequence them if they don't do it. And then you finally give up because it's too exhaustive, so you do it yourself. So I want you to think about, with a partner, do we have similar discipline? And are we wanting to improve? Now, the reason this is so important is because when it comes to finances, when it comes to really having a similar value system with finances and making sure that that relationship is going to flourish, we have to have similar thoughts and goals about how to manage our finances. So if one of your core values is saving money and your partner wants to throw it away like it grows on trees, this is going to create all kinds of havoc. And it's going to begin to erode the love you have for one another and especially the desire that you have. So when we think about this idea of finances, I like the term, um, you know, financial fidelity, right? Do you lie about your finances? Do you hide them 
from your partner because you don't want to have to justify them or you don't think they're going to agree. So do you not have a shared set of values when it comes to finances? And this is why it's so important. See, core beliefs and core values, they dictate how we behave in our life and with others. And when we have a significant other who holds those same values and beliefs, it's a wonderful complement to the relationship. And it makes life so much easier because you don't have to generate all the energy. You don't have to do all the thinking and all the decision making. You can trust that your partner is probably going to do the same thing that you would do. And if not, they're probably going to do it better. So this is what I want you to think about. When, when we are, are answering to a partner regarding our financial habits or decisions, when you're asked to answer, I want you to remind yourself this, that this really is an expression of respect and will be experienced by your partner as a collaborative, non-combative, non-defensive you know, way to give them the information that they need. I want you to see it as cooperative, respectful. I want you to practice not taking it personally and feeling like you're in a one-down position. If you're the one asking, remind yourself how it feels to have to quote-unquote answer to someone. So clarify these things gently. Say why you need more information. And resist things like globalizing or accusing or assuming or blaming or judging before you actually hear the other person's side. Always assume the best. Always assume the best. And have a willingness to give the benefit of the doubt. And I would say to you, if you can't do that, then why did you marry this person? Why did you partner with them to begin with? If you're unable to partner with this person due to a lack of due diligence prior to committing, it's a very important awareness. And that may be indicating the need for counseling or consulting, you know, as a way to lessen the damage and the distrust that has occurred. And if you're struggling with doing these things in a collaborative manner, they may indicate maybe some deeper issues such as trust, flexibility, tolerance, acceptance, but always assume the best, always give them the benefit of the doubt and understand and accept that some couples may want to separate their finances or you want to be responsible for certain things and and not have to do the overall thing all the time. And this is where you want to maybe revisit or change what you've agreed upon and you want to be respectful and courteous and flexible why you want to change the status quo. So it's honesty, not brutality. It's being respectful and caring and assuming the best. So God bless you today. And join me next week as we talk more about Be Your Own Best Version. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com 
or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.